We have a special guest here today. We do. As as previously advertised, Blaine Bublitz has returned. I have. Uh, after playing in the Transformers trading card game Energon Invitational Championships. Yeah, you're you're basically fresh back off the train almost, right? You got back. I got back last night at about 10 p.m. And then yeah. we drove 50 minutes from Maricopa. So about 11, I made Jeez. it back. Oh, and wow. I'm, I'm here today at uh, 4. <laughs> well, we appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come say hi and see us. <laughs> So, uh, you know, let's, let's just kick it off. You got to go out there to participate in the Energon Invitational, correct? Yeah, yeah. So the Energon Invitational was the culmination of uh, the organized play, the first year of organized play um, for the Transformers TCG. Yeah. Um, I got my invite at Gen Con, where I top forward. Mm-hmm. Um, though all 32, top 32 players uh, at Gen Con got their invite there. Um and then I kind of helped other players get their invite here in Arizona. Okay. Um, since I couldn't win a second one, it would get passed down if I won yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah. Well, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, and this was at PAX. It was correct? at uh, PAX Unplugged, PAX which is Unplugged. the okay. I, I don't know how many years it's been going, but it's only been a few. So it's okay. not the like big not PAX, PAX East or yeah. anything, but it's it's one of the PAX yeah, affiliated in, in uh, the family of. Of packs of events, yeah. Yeah. All right, excellent. Well, what was what was it like getting to go? What was your first experience just walking in the door? Like what? Um, so it's it was a lot smaller than Gen Con, so really? much smaller. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think w- when I was at Gen Con, people were telling me that it was going to be like a half or maybe two thirds of Gen Con, but I didn't feel like it was even that. Um, I think at half at at most. Oh wow! Um, like <laughs> the um, play area, uh, the, like the tournament area, ran into the free play area, which ran into the vendor hall, all in one massive um, kind of convention hall. Okay. Whereas at Gen Con, they have it all kind of split up, and there's like a, a path where you can get into each other, but it is very much like this huge, like it takes up so much of, yeah. of mm-hmm. Indianapolis. So was it was it just the size, or was it the uh, attendance as well wasn't as big, or was it I did not feel as claustrophobic. Okay. <laughs> uh, Which is probably better for yeah. a big event, for a, like Con, a championship Gen event. Gen Con can get pretty crazy. I mean, you can see those crowds. I haven't ever gotten to go, but just seeing, like, crowd shots and stuff like that of people and, like, you know, just random people streaming or showing, but, like, a lot of people there. Yeah, it is a lot, a lot of people at Gen Con. It's basically waiting for everything you want to do. <laughs> right. Where at PAX, I didn't really wait too much, which was pretty cool. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. good. That's well, good. And, and that goes back to what you were saying, where this is, you know, the early years of, of PAX Unplugged, right? I don't think it's been five years yet, whereas Gen Con's been around since the 70s. Yeah. So, like, there's some, I mean, we all know the Penny Arcade Expo. Like, PAX yeah. is a big thing, and they do multiple events a year, but Unplugged is pretty new, and... Um, Penny Arcade is associated with video games more so than tabletop, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, that makes sense that it's not quite as big a... They, they, big they've a, got a lot of their own tabletop games. Like, I they, mean, they actually design tabletop stuff and everything. So it's it, true. They're, they're it's true. pretty heavy in the tabletop and I, scene. And I still have the Penny Arcade trading card game cards. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But any which way. Uh, so, showing up, uh, was it immediately going straight into the tournament? Was it you had some time? Uh, how, how did they organize it this year? 
Um, so I actually arrived on Thursday night. Okay. Um, so I, I didn't go straight into any events. Okay. Um, we kind of got to check out a little bit of Philly. Uh, oh, I guess we didn't say that it was in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, I don't oh, know right. if it's always in Philadelphia or if they're bouncing it around or what. Um, this was really my first um, kind of hearing about PAX Unplugged. So I'm not sure okay. if it's always in Philly or what. But we got to explore. Uh, I went with my girlfriend and um, we got off the train on Thursday afternoon, checked into the hotel, um, kind of explored, um, checked out Reading Terminal Market, which was right next door. It's pretty cool. Um, and then we went out, um, we actually got craft supplies, um, and went out to a bar and made, uh, special tokens so I could use oh. them while playing my deck. And we can talk <laughs> okay. about that a little bit later. Um, they were very important. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was super cool. I didn't jump into any events. We actually, while we were out, I invited, I just posted on the Facebook group, uh, the, the global transformers group for, um, people to meet us at the the bar we were at, and a couple people made it out. We played some games. I actually tested my deck against people so that they could oh. prepare. Um, <laughs> I never faced any of them in the event, but um, yeah. So the way it was structured was Friday was last chance qualifier. So let's say that you went to some tournaments, or maybe your your area didn't have any qualifiers. Um, you could just show up at PAX and pay an entry fee, and uh, if you went undefeated in that tournament, you would have an invite to Saturday's event. Okay, so if you live in like Timbuktu, you still had a chance to possibly qualify if you got to go, got, actually got yourself there and got to play in that early tournament. Okay. Yeah, there was, well, that's neat that they're doing that for people. For sure, and they ran one every hour. So even if you got knocked out, you could sign up for the next one. You could grind that oh. all day long and try to get your invite. Okay, so it wasn't like even a single elimination. It was uh, you can keep playing until you do it or until we're not doing it anymore. So. Basically, yeah. That's really neat. That, see, mm -hmm. I like to mm -hmm. hear that because that, that gives people that can't get to an area where they're doing a tournament a chance to still get to play if they really want to play in the in the invitationals. So. Even if you live in an area that only has like one or two stores participating and yeah. you know like you feel like, yeah, no, I can I can yeah. take on everyone. Yeah, it's if, a good, if you show up and have to shot. play against Blaine every time and you're just like, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna talk about that. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Well it's neat that they did that for people though. Um, now, did they do the sealed or the regular tournament? Was it, or the first, or did they do back and forth? How were they structuring that? So on Friday, it was only constructed. So you brought your deck and okay. you got to you got to play it for four rounds. And if you were undefeated, then you got that invite. Okay. Um, the cool thing, actually, even slightly better than that, is that if you made it to the finals in that uh, tournament. And the other person had their invite already because they didn't stop people from have, that had their invite from playing. Okay. So if you got to that final and then you lost to them, you still got it because they can't receive the, yeah, the, invite. the invite. So right. if you went three one, but your last or your only loss was against that that uh, um, like an already army. invited player, yeah. that you would be um, you still get, get the invite. invite. Yeah, oh, so that was that's neat. that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm glad to see that because that, that just gets a little bit more people interested, I think, just because that means, you know, like, oh, well, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get a chance to go. I can't play at all. No, man, get get there. Come to PAX. Yeah. Try it out. No, and I really like the pass down system that they had where if someone has already someone who has already qualified one, it goes down to the next person that hasn't qualified. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good system because that way it is. people who have qualified can still play and have fun, but it's not punishing other players necessarily. Yeah, for... and it's not punching the people that have already qualified by being right. like, you're not allowed to play. Right. You don't get to practice any. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, that, that that's a good little touch to it. Yeah, there was a little bit of controversy there because if you were if you already had your invite and you played somebody the first round and you knocked them out, oh yeah, then oh, uh, yeah. it didn't matter about the passing down. So there was a little bit of controversy there. I would have liked to see maybe another tournament run that was only for people with their invites that they could yeah. practice. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, it wouldn't have kind of had that issue yeah. of knocking people out. Um, but Overall, I think it worked out pretty well. We actually ended up with like five or six people from those uh, events getting invites into Saturday's tournament. That's neat. Good. Um, Which I believe Saturday's tournament, I heard somebody told me 134, but I also heard like 160 somewhere. So it's somewhere between 134 and 160. Um, On uh, Drew Nolasco was on Vector Sigma's YouTube channel, and he said, I believe, 158. Um, as of Friday night. I don't know if that included the people that qualified uh, in the last chance qualifiers or not. Probably did. Yeah. But I believe it was 158 was the number from Global Brand Manager. Yeah. So I'm going to count that as as close to official as we have until, like, actual, like, reports and stuff are coming out. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. 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 So how do you do a tournament with 158 people, Blaine? Uh, (laughs) With no breaks. (laughs) Um... (laughs) No lunch, <laughs> and just a lot, a lot of grinding. It's, yeah. It's Bring intense. an extra deck so you can eat that on the downtime. Uh, I brought a whole other person along on the trip with me, my <laughs> girlfriend, to <laughs> bring me a sandwich uh, halfway through. Uh, she was amazing. Um, also, like, she's like, do you need anything? I'm like, my water's empty. She would, like, refill my water and bring it back to me. It was am- it was that's so, so great. That's so nice. Shout yeah. out to significant others everywhere who yeah. do things for like that for us nerds because we really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It, she would, like, interrupt her games and she was, like, playing board games in the free play area, other tournaments. Oh, yeah. And she would, like, interrupt them to help me out. It was great. That's great, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they did Swiss style for Saturday, right? So, or mostly, yeah. It was, yeah, it was all uh, Swiss um, with like your, like, paired based on your ranking, right? So, okay. um, I won my first two rounds of Constructed, mm-hmm. so I got paired up against somebody that was undefeated for Sealed, for the first round of Sealed, which okay. was the round three. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, so I was playing against people that were of kind of equivalent right. skill level going into sealed and then kind of it filtered out from there because I, mm-hmm. I ended up losing my first two games or my first two rounds of sealed and then I won my last round of sealed. Okay. Hmm. And then you did another uh, several rounds of constructed after that, right? Another four, four rounds? Four rounds of constructed after that okay. and I was undefeated in those. Okay. Okay, so they broke it up. You would do a few rounds of the, of the constructed decks and a few rounds of the sealed. Just back and forth like that, or how how was the the structure for it? So it was very it was very specifically like two rounds of constructed, three rounds of sealed, four rounds of constructed. Okay. Um, and so there you would you played your two rounds, and then you had to get in a different headspace, and you had to like open the packs, and you had to like craft your deck, um, which was I would say it was probably close to an hour of that, like seating us sitting us down, explaining the rules for sealed, and like explaining how we were registering decks and everything, um, and then thirty minutes to build. And then um, you also had to register that deck mm. that you built. Oh, wow. And, um, and then you played three rounds of Sealed. Then you put that deck away. 
and then you played four more rounds of Constructed. So you kind of had to switch between two different uh, headspaces. So for our listeners that don't play trading card games, oh, like yes. my mom, who's listening. Hi, mom. Uh, <laughs> um, so Constructed is where you show up with a deck that you have constructed yourself, right? You, you, every, you know, except for the few cards that are not legal to play in the game in tournament settings right now. You build a deck of your 40, 40 plus cards and your uh, 25 stars worth of Transformers. And that's the deck you play with. Sealed, though, you get six packs, right? From uh, It's three and three of the War for Cybertron Siege 1, War for Cybertron, Cybertron Siege 2. Um, and then you have, the, like you said, 30 minutes to build a deck as close to legal as you can. Uh, well, it has to be legal. It has to be legal within the rules, but those rules are slightly skewed, right? So it's still 25 stars of Transformers, but there's fewer battle cards, right? 25 cards in deck, yeah. Okay, right. I mean, you have uh, slightly more than that to choose from, I believe, right? You you remove 11, I believe. Right, because you get 36 cards in the yeah. six packs, yeah. Um, so, so it's a slightly different mindset, slightly different timing, because you don't have as many cards in your deck, which... Uh, very much adjusts how you have to play the game. Um, And you have a limited card pool. You don't have your entire collection. You have here six packs go. Yep. Right? So, like, there is a bit of chance to that. There is kind of a a luck of the draw pun slightly intended. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then, yeah, back to the constructed where it's the deck you brought from home. Yes. Right. Um, And especially with mine, I was playing a combo deck and then I had to switch back to playing the game normally. (laughs) And then... Switch back to combo deck uh, again, which was was pretty difficult. Um, and like you said, the luck of the draw is a big deal in sealed, and it was the yeah. thing that a lot of people were concerned about going in. Yes, I would say though, that what happened with me is that I faced, I, I did not pull a really good. I didn't pull really good cards. Sure, um, or I guess I didn't open really good cards. Right, um, and I built a deck that I felt was competitive, about mediocre. If I got paired against anybody that had really good cards, it would be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I would say impossible to win. Okay. Um, but I didn't get put up against anybody that had an insane opening. Okay. Like so, they, so you didn't play against anyone that opened one of the super rares or or one of the like... Big characters. Right. Or, I, I played against people that had about equivalent decks. Okay. Um, so I didn't feel super bad about that. Sure. Even if I did lose them. Yeah. Were there any, was there anybody that pulled a crazy, yeah. There were a lot of people. I've been watching some tournament reports, because I, I was so, like, ingrained in, like, what I was playing, yeah, I wasn't yeah, paying yeah. attention. But I've been looking at some tournament reports recently, and somebody pulled, like, um, Ion Storm, which is, like, one of the beefiest characters. It's and, one a, of, and a common. Common, yeah. Right? So he's super easy to find, yeah. and he's really tough to fight. Yeah. we, we were, When we were testing, we found he was, like, one of the best characters to get. Absolutely. Um, and uh, General Optimus Prime, uh, which is an 11-star character, mm-hmm. um, who is also huge. Very beefy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And very strong. And he put both of those together, and he went 3-0. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's 23 of your 25 stars between those two. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and General Optimus is a rare, but he's a rare from the Siege 1 where there's only like a handful of rares, and they seem to come up almost as frequently as uncommons in the way that the... Unless I'm buying packs. <laughs> well, <laughs> also General Optimus, 
like that card specifically, I think might be a common in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of them. Yes. I, I have like three, and I didn't buy that much of Siege One. Um, and then uh, other people just had good strategies. So sure. yeah. some people, I was reading some people's reports, and they were like, oh, well, I knew that I should play um, a 10-star character and three five-star characters, um, and I pulled really good five-star characters, so of course <laughs> I follow this strategy. Sure. Um, which I think I, I really appreciate because um, in a lot of my testing, I found very specific kind of decks that I wanted to build towards, and mm-hmm. they found a different strategy, which kind of goes to show that Sealed does have skill involved, even mm-hmm. yeah. if you have certainly um, not the best pulls yeah. open. Like, I mean, yeah, the luck's the always going to be a factor, but it's not always the biggest factor to it. Because yeah. if you can craftily build a deck out of some bad cards, but you do it in the right way, you can still beat somebody that's got a great card. So. Exactly. Um, but I think, so I guess one of, some of people's biggest problems was uh, there's a, a super rare card in the latest set, um, Lord Megatron. Mm-hmm. And Lord Megatron actually punishes you th- for going through your deck fast. Yes. Um, Which is going to happen in Sealed in because s- yeah. it's a smaller deck. It's only 25 cards in Sealed. Right. So you're going to go through your deck more often than in a normal game. Mm-hmm. And that's going to punish you by putting a lot of damage on your characters. Um, some people that I saw that were really upset about it actually got paired against a Lord Megatron and just couldn't win because yeah, right. of the amount of extra damage he does. Right. Um, like I said, I didn't have that problem. Uh, my big problem with sealed, and it wasn't even sealed it, it specifically, was just um, the end of end of round time tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. Um, what they did was, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah. They announced the new um, end of round procedure, and if you go to time, you cannot draw. In a lot of TCGs, you're allowed to draw. If I have a win, my opponent has a win, we draw that round. Yeah. And oh, that like is draw still like tie, not, tie, not draw like add cards from your deck to your hand. Yes. So you tie. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, that still results in one point mm-hmm. when, you're do- when you're calculating Swiss points. Um, and they eliminated that for this tournament. Okay. I hope they don't have that in the future. We don't, I don't know, but like a lot of people are talking about this. Um, and basically, if I had a, if I had a win... And we were in the middle of game two of our three games that we can play. And my opponents, um, or, or time is called on that game two. Mm-hmm. We go, we play um, according to the end of round procedures. And if my opponent wins that game, then we're one and one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because there's not a tie, we go to game three. But instead of playing at all, we just start the end of round tiebreakers. So oh, weird. Yeah. And this is why I lost my first round of sealed because we went to end of round tiebreakers and then you check to see how much health both players have. Which, yeah, in a sealed, like you have no control over you that no control because over yeah. it's whatever you happen to pull. And so we both had 37. Okay. Second tiebreaker is number of stars on board. I had 24. He had 25. Ugh. And I lost. Ugh. Ugh. Which, again, punishes you for something that's out of your control. It, yeah. actually, it actually punishes you because of something the tournament organizers did, which was, here are the packs you got. Yeah, because if you <laughs> don't get that Lord Megatron, you're kind of screwed because you got the lower star card. Or if yeah. you don't get five five-star characters. Yeah. Right? Like, if you can't add up to 25 stars exactly. So I actually was playing a 10-star um, and, and two 7-stars. 
Okay. The only eight stars I pulled were fire cons, and they are oh terrible. <laughs> I'll <laughs> figure out how we can work somehow. These cards are not good. They are understated immensely. They are made for a strictly orange deck, which you cannot yeah. do in sealed. Right. Um, they ca- they basically cannot be played. You, I would have lost so many more games <laughs> if I would have played that eight star character as opposed to playing the seven star character that I played and then and not having twenty five stars on yeah. my team. Right? Wow, that's so weird. So I wish we would have been able to draw that round. Um, I hope they revisit that going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, because in Swiss round uh, ties matter. Like they mm-hmm. they can actually yeah. result. I I. Would have it, with a tie there. Of course, my other two matches would have been different, but with a tie there, I would have had that one extra point and would have been in the top eight cut. Okay. Oh, okay. So just not having that one point there actually is what kept me out. So and, you, not just you, but a lot of people were affected by that then. Yeah. They they would have further, been further down in the rank because of random ties and things like that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So okay. I actually actually saw. There was a video put out last night by a content creator that actually had very similar thing happen. Uh, he actually had it worse because they were won and they were in the second game. And instead of playing it out, the judge just said, "Well, we're going to give him. We're going to give your opponent two zero because you're at time." Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. That's a reasonable gripe right there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, I, and if we weren't stressed for time and result like trying to calculate out those i think right. that you would that would have just been a draw for him right which would have been sure. probably fine yeah um and then he would have done better throughout right. the rest of the day so right. I, I think it's something that they should take a look at um we got a lot of rules in the last like two weeks before the event right because yeah. um, there was a card ban there was the update to the floor rules an update to tiebreakers yep. uh the lack of allowing ties yep. yeah yeah which they, card was banned um press the advantage got banned a couple weeks out and then uh, uh, that was actually when the set drop was when right. press the advantage right. was so that was, so that, a was month out. that was a month ago and then it was a uh, multi mission gear right? uh, yeah the the friday after thanksgiving they banned multi mission gear okay. which was a combo deck enabler okay yeah um it's the card that allowed the infinite combo that they found over the summer or early earlier this year um that like basically there there was someone built a deck where they were like hey i'm not using this at tournaments but i found this and uh, by using these this setup of cards, I can basically play, play solitaire and kill you in on like turn two or three or something. Um, so they banned swap parts back then, which was the thing that they thought was triggering that combo. Okay. And now that daring escape has come out, other people have found other basically like win on turn two or win on your opponent's turn cards using multi mission gear. Okay. Um, and so that had to be banned as well. Which, in theory, should have stopped crazy combo decks that went on turn two or three. <laughs> in theory. In theory. I can still win on turn three. I yes. can't win on turn two. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And I know we try- I know you tried. I know we tried a couple times. But, yeah. Uh, but also the deck that you played. Um, <laughs> we're recording this on, on Friday the 13th. Friday, December 13th. Today, um, Nagel's notes on the official Transformers trading card game Facebook group and their uh, support website. That dropped and th- your deck is in there with your notes about that. Yeah. So I was one of only a couple of decks that went undefeated and constructed. Mm. Um, even the, I believe, the winner of the entire event, um, he lost a round in Swiss with his constructed deck. Okay. Oh, wow. um, okay. So he did really well in sealed. So it didn't matter. Like right. it's all it's all out in the wash. But 
Um, and once he made it to the top, he, of course, didn't lose because he would have been eliminated. Right. But, um, yeah, I was one of, like, I forget how many. I think there's at least three that I've known okay. um, that, that people have mentioned. Um, but um, I kind of asked if I could be featured because I w- did go undefeated, but they mm-hmm. didn't make top cut. Um, sure. And I, they were open to it. And I, I uh, had an entire week train ride back. So I wrote <laughs> some articles. Um, and one of them was a deck tech. And so I'm, I believe I'm the first guest article on the official blog. Um, hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations, Congratulations. man. Thanks. Yeah, and then um, also Wreck and Rule, uh, one of the, I don't know how you call this, but like one of the TCG gangs, groups. <laughs> teams? Teams, sure. We'll go with teams. teams. Team uh, and content creators. Yeah, yeah. They do a lot of videos on YouTube, uh, and they all seem like they're pretty cool guys. They're great. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you had a video with them where you showed off your deck against, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Joe. Uh, Joe, thank you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> so it was fun. It was fun to uh, to play Joe. I was yeah. walking around the convention on Sunday while they were playing the top uh, top eight, uh-huh. and I saw them trying to set up like their camera equipment and stuff. And I was like, "Hey, do you want to like record a a game of my deck in action? Um, since I'm not going to be on stream." And they're like, "Yeah, that'd be great." And Joe was it was it was cool to play Joe because him and I actually registered each other's sealed pools. Oh, so wow. we were sitting across from each other, but we didn't play all day. But we still okay. uh, sat across from each other um, during the event, and um, it was cool. It was really fun. They the video turned out great. Yeah, um, it my deck can win about ninety to ninety five percent on turn three. Yeah, uh, and in the video it did. So yes. that was good. <laughs> that was good to see. Um, I was happy that that happened. Um, and they also. Right before we got on the podcast, they released a, another article I wrote uh, that is the making of the deck. Oh, so, oh, like okay. how I took a different deck that somebody had created and wrote an article about and kind of adjusted it and tweaked it and was testing and playing and figured out how to adjust it into the deck that I at, ended up playing and doing well with. Mm-hmm. So, they also released that article. And I have another article, a tournament report coming out hopefully this weekend on a n- different. Um, uh, website. Okay. So, do we want to plug that website? Do you know it? What... Uh, it's called Transform Your Game. Um, oh, okay. It's okay. Cur- uh, I actually name? don't know them. Um, yeah, so they're fairly new. Okay. Um, uh, one second. Kent. Kent Summeror. Okay. Uh, the, the, the person that played Cog combo at Dallas P- oh, PBG. Yeah. Okay. Um, he started Transform Your Game and um, has been doing tournament reports and things like that uh, to try to kind of get more like high level content out uh-huh. there. Okay. Um, okay. And definitely like especially high level content that's not behind paywalls. Sure. Um, yeah. So right. he reached out to me about a tournament report. He was actually the first person to reach out to me about content. So I put a lot of effort into that tournament report. Yeah. And um, that should be going out Hopefully this weekend. Okay. Awesome. So, hey, if you guys listening want more uh, more details of what Blaine is talking about today, you want to look at the actual specific decks and stuff, um, yeah, head over to Transform Your Game. Hopefully soon. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. by the time you listen to this. there's a, They already have another uh, report out from the Jetfire deck that made top eight. Oh, fantastic. Um, so that was a good read as well. So okay. I would definitely okay. go check that out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell us more about your deck, your constructed deck. All right. <laughs> it's a monster. It is a monster. <laughs> so before you go into it, like uh, la- the Sunday before, 
uh, Blaine brought it to test to our local card shop, and he played it against me and humiliated me. And then was kind enough to let me play the deck and against him, but he gave me a little bit of coaching to, you know, like, okay, let me see if I can figure this out, but if I get stuck, let yeah. me know, right? Um, and yeah. Training wheels. Right, right, yeah, basically. And I, I ended up winning against him on turn three um, in your, what would have been your counter deck to it, right? Um, so I wasn't playing a turbo board in the version that I played against you. I, right. I did the sideboard into the normal deck to okay. show that even against an aggro deck, it can still win right. on turn That's three. That's what it was, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, the combo deck. So um, the thing that they've been trying to hand, deal with is a um, combo deck and the banning and mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff like this is all focused around this. Is There's a, a card called Daring Escape, and it says if your deck and discard pile are empty... You win the game. Um, and so the combo deck, what it does is it tries to play a ton of cards so they're all in play. And all of those cards draw cards so that your deck and your discard pile become oh, empty. Okay. And then they play Daring Escape to win the game. Um, really, the only way that you can do this is through chaining action plays. Okay. Um, because you just can't draw enough cards. Like Have... You need to draw, what is it? So a deck is 40 cards, so you need to draw that many cards. 30-something cards, plus minus whatever you played on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In essentially one turn, because otherwise your field gets uh, cleaned up at the end of turn and and put into your discard pile. Um, So the goal is to just generate so many action plays that draw so many cards that you can do this. And the deck that I brought was um, Fire Drive, um, which has mostly been seen as an aggro card. Mm-hmm. Um, Springer, who is probably the best character in Wave 4. Like, yeah. he is so good. <laughs> He's a common as well. Yeah. And um, Swoop. And so the deck is named Swoop. There it is, because... Uh, Springer is one of the triple changers, correct? Yep. Yes, okay. Yeah, so <clears throat> Springer, um, the reason that he is the combo enabler is because on his two, on his car mode and his, or no, his truck... He's a truck, not yeah, a car. Yeah. Uh, his truck mode and a helico- helicopter mode, he discards a card to draw two cards. Okay. So he's always uh, up cards in hand. And then on his bot mode, since he's a triple changer, unlike most Transformers, which are just bot and, and uh, vehicle. vehicle yeah. Yeah. Um, on his bot mode, if you have seven cards in hand, you get to have another action and another upgrade for the turn. Oh, wow. In addition to the upgrade and action that you normally get per turn. Yes. Right. Um, and then they printed a card that very, very, very specifically was for Springer called Showing Off, which lets you flip to a different mode than what you're currently on mm-hmm. and then to a different mode. Yeah. So you, you flip <laughs> you flip to all the different modes and he can jump back and forth and flip all sorts of you're, – you're, uh, in this deck, I just flip him all sorts of ways. And um, – they made a uh, uh, more high-level kind of timing document a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. about when the set came out, I think it was, so probably a month ago, um, that said that you actually resolve triggers in backwards order. So, so the most recent card gets triggered, and then the second most recent card gets triggered, and then the third most recent yeah. card gets triggered. Right. So or effect. Card or, or effect. Or effect, yeah. yeah. So... With Springer's extra action and upgrade play, mm-hmm. you can actually use showing off to go to bot mode, which is now the bottom trigger on the stack, mm-hmm. and then back to either truck or helicopter to draw more cards. 
Okay. So those are now the latest because they came in after the bot. So you're drawing a whole bunch of cards and then you get another action and an upgrade. And if you end up playing another showing off, you can do the same thing again over and, and over keep drawing. Again. Gotcha. Okay. This coupled with um, cards from Wave 1, these kind of cards have always been in these sorts of combo decks. Brainstorm, yeah. Equipment Enthusiast. So Brainstorm lets you play two actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, equipment Enthusiast, which says draw a card for every upgrade you have on the board. Springer's giving you more upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You Eventually, you'll have six on the board, so Equipment Enthusiast will let you draw six cards. Okay. Um, and then... When your deck and discard pile is empty, you just make sure to flip Springer to bot mode one more time. You get an action. You play Daring Escape. Okay. It's That's brutal. pretty nasty. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's one of those things that nothing about it is unfair, right? Nothing about it is breaking rules. Nothing about it is is breaking sequence. Uh, well, it breaks the sequence of normal flow of the game, but it doesn't break any rule sequences. Um, it is completely fair. It's just a lot to keep track of. To me, that sounds like a straight-up blue Jace Bellerin deck from Magic. It's just the Transformers <laughs> version of it, because I'm just going like, oh, mind wipe, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and then, they're, oh, yeah, all your cards are gone. You can't draw anything. Now I win. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. Basically, what you're yeah. kind of doing is only you're drawing all your cards, and now that other person can't win. So, yeah. It yeah. Just, it's, that's interesting. I, I was wondering, waiting for a while to see a deck like that, so it's interesting to, yeah. <laughs> to hear it. That, that's great. I, so what were people's reaction when they went up against this deck? Uh, a lot of people were taken aback, yeah. um, surprised. Some people were upset. It does take a while to actually execute, mm-hmm. and most people wanted to see me execute it um, in case I were to mess up, right? Um, so they had to sit there for 10 minutes while I executed it. While you went through every single step of the action. Yeah, yeah. and like I mentioned earlier, I actually had tokens that said, like, bot mode, draw, Alt mode one, alt mode two, draw, and action and upgrade. And so I would put put all those cards, uh, all those tokens on board in a stack, mm-hmm. so that they knew the order in which they were being resolved backwards. Um, and so they were always, I was always keeping them up to up to date or like in the know of yeah. how these things were doing. So that they knew I wasn't doing anything backwards or out of sequence or yeah. anything like that. Right. And those well, are, that's also for your own edification. If you're getting that many things that you have to resolve. <laughs> like, good lord, how are you going to keep and track I, of that? I, I will say, both playing against and playing as that deck, it's really easy to lose track of where you are in sequence. It's really easy to lose track of where your opponent is in sequence. So, yeah, having that stack of tokens, uh, even though they were just cardboard and Sharpie, basically, it looked like, right? Yeah. Yeah, just multicolored card pieces of cardboard and Sharpie. Like, But having, like, watching the game on, on Wreck and Rule's uh, YouTube channel, like, it was really nice to see, okay, this is the order I'm playing this, now I'm doing this, now I'm doing this, now I'm doing this. And watching Joe and, and uh, I couldn't see anyone else's faces, so I don't know who else was there, but watching everyone comment, like, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. And everyone was seeing you were doing everything in order as according to all known rules of the game, so... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like like you mentioned, there's nothing broken about the deck, mm-hmm. and it's just very consistent. Like, all of the changes, and in the making of article I talk about, um, did we talk about that? My making of article came out? Yes, um, yes, you did. So the making of article, I actually talk about how every little change that I made improved the consistency. Mm-hmm. Because in, in the deck that Andy tried on uh, a couple Sundays, Sundays ago, ago yeah. Um, it wasn't consistent. It was it was maybe a sixty or seventy percent that it could actually win on turn three, um, but this new deck is like ninety 
90% chance to win just because I can draw to the exact number of cards I need in hand. I can get at every piece of the combo that I need. And once it starts, it just it just works. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you need to dig a little deeper, but it, it, you're able to, to do that. So I think I wish it didn't win on turn three. I wish it weren't won on turn five. It would make it more fair. Mm. Um, but... W- like there's but, nothing there's nothing that's that should be banned. Well, to be fair, there's nothing though, too it, yeah, it's, in it. it's not unfair. It's it, you're literally doing exactly what the game is set up to do. So it, 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 there's not an unfairness in it. I, I kind of and don't it's feel. not. This isn't the thing where it's limited to like Springer helps because of the extra card draw and and extra upgrades. But like theoretically, you could do this with other characters too, right? Like. I mean, it, less consistently, it but be, like you can yeah. you can run a daring escape deck with prob I mean with any number of characters, um, but those characters don't have sixteen health, two defense. Well, that's and true too. <laughs> draw and extra plays, and like no other character will be able to win on turn three. Springer is that character, right? Um, but you also can't ban. You shouldn't ban Springer because he makes for some other really cool, really interesting decks. Yes. There's, a, there's an, egg, uh, an aggressive Springer deck mm-hmm. that I took a lot of inspiration from mm-hmm. um, that was played at um, PPG Dallas. Okay. And um, there was a Springer deck at the Energon Invitational that used EMP Wave at the end of turn to tap out your his opponent's entire team. Because you untap at the end of combat phase, and then conversion engine lets you flip Springer to bot mode and play an action, and then oh, you play no. EMP wave oh. to tap out their team. <laughs> so then you untap. At, at the end of their attack phase. So they go through their turn. Yeah, they don't get to attack. They don't get to attack. Attacked. At the end of their attack phase, all characters untap. And then it goes You're back, back to Springer again. Back to Springer, who could then do that again as oh. long as you can keep oh, getting <laughs> the EMP waves. Ouch. So, but that deck isn't, isn't as consistent. Yeah, because you, you, you only get three of those EMP waves, and you have to maintain that pull draw thing to be able to get to that point. Exactly. So. So Interesting. Yeah, so there are other Springer decks, so don't feel, it doesn't feel good to say ban Springer. Um, right. No, because he's a fun card anyway. Uh, I was just playing a, a you know a two pack pickup game uh, a few weeks ago, and I happened to pull him out of one of the packs, and he was just a fun little card to play with. Yeah. It was you know nothing bad. Uh, I think it was a him and uh, is it Waveboard is the little the, Tur- turbo, uh, turbo board turbo board yeah. yeah had those two out of a pack and played. It was a fun little deck to play with. I yep. mean, it's the, one of the things I like about this game is that you can do something like that and. And play a two pack pickup game like that and still have fun. Mm-hmm. Even if the other character, other person pulled a Lord Megatron and you're going to get stomped, <laughs> you can still have fun because you can. I mean, with that combination, like I had Springer and I had the board, uh, you can limit what they're doing at that point because of the abilities that you have. So. so, and the other thing about about your deck is that it's not unstoppable, right? I mean, so far, so far you're undefe- you're, you're basically undefeated with it. But like in theory, right? I could play. Any number of cards that make you like on on turn one or two, well, turn two, I could play any number of cards to make you discard. I could I could play a chain of combos to strip your hand to to do on you know do direct damage or non attack damage to your characters to do right. Like so, there are there are ways around it in theory. So yes, there right? are there are th- this deck is more fair because the 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 tech cards. Um, how would you describe tech? To non TCG player. Oh boy, <laughs> um, I don't know. This is some very high level conversation, so I apologize to any of our uh, audience listening that has 
that is sitting there and be like, I don't know what they're talking about anymore. So they, they printed in, in this set, because this, is a, this deck is a thing, mm-hmm. they printed cards that counter my deck, right? Right. They printed cards like Hijack, like yeah. Turbo Board, mm-hmm. um, Caliburst. Mm-hmm. They printed a bunch of cards like this that, that counter my deck. Right. And those we call tech cards because you choose to put them in your deck to handle mine specifically. Right. Um, and those cards do slow me down. They yeah. do they do cause problems. Like hijack is very good. Turbo board is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they do slow me down. However, I will say that I played against pretty much all of that, and I've beat all of that. Um, well, <laughs> I, I, I th- with fire drive in the deck, you can now KO turbo board pretty easily. Oh sure, because uh, now you get a ton of cards in hand, and fire drive's thing is discard, discard a bunch cards. of cards to do extra damage. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, um, Caliburst, I have defensive driving in the deck. Thank you, Andy, by the way, you gave me <laughs> a defensive driving. I was like, I'm not even going to play this deck. I don't need a defensive driving. And you're like, just take it. Um, and Defe- I ended up playing the deck. Defensive driving is this random card that came out in wave two. Is it, it it's, is it a rare? Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, this rare that's just like, yeah, take one less damage from any non-attack damage that your opponent deals to you. Right. And in wave two, nah. Not a ton of non-attack damage cards, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's fine if you're playing against, you know, if you're playing in a in a meta group that like that's a thing, but not a huge deal, right? Well, now two sets later, Caliburst has a thing where every time you draw a card, take a damage. Yeah, there's a few of those cards where you can just <laughs> randomly do a damage to some uh-huh. other card or uh-huh. transfer a you know damage over to something. And right, that, so that, now defensive driving is just like yeah, take one less. And it's like, well, if you're only taking one and each one of them is per card, it's not, oh, I drew six cards, I take six damage. It's no, I drew six cards, I take six, da- I take one damage six, six times, times. Yep. right? And defensive driving lowers that by one each time, Yep. right? Which is one of those weird technical rule things, but is totally fair. Yeah. And I actually, in my tournament report that will be coming out, I actually talk about how I faced a shockwave deck mm-hmm. and I drew like... Six cards. Actually, it was probably more than six cards total. Um, and all the Caliburst triggers were piling up. Uh, but Springer still lets me play an upgrade. And so I drew, 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 drew. And all those Caliburst triggers piled up and are waiting to uh-huh. resolve. And I drew into defensive driving. And then Springer still gives me another upgrade. Oh, no. So I played the defensive <laughs> driving. And then I placed all of the Caliburst <laughs> damage triggers on the defensive driving character. Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a, that was that was actually a judge call. We had to call the judge yeah. over all the way to the rules manager. I was like, does it work this way? It definitely works that way. Um. But yeah, I I don't know. The thank you, Andy, for the defensive You're driving. Welcome. It won me that game. Um. There there are counters, right? So um, sure. that that shockwave deck that I was playing with the calibers, mm-hmm. they actually used fog of war to reduce my hand to two cards. I was up to like six or seven. Okay. Oh, wow. And then they flipped shockwave to his uh spaceship mode to make me discard a card. Right. And then they played the shockwave weapon to make me discard another card. So now I have zero cards in hand. Yeah. So he emptied my hand from seven all the way to zero. And I, I was still able to win it. Uh, but it was very hard. Did you um, win with Daring Escape in that game? Or did um, you win? I don't remember exactly because sure. we played two games and one I won by Daring Escape and one I won by KOing Shockwave with Fire Drive Weapon. Okay. Um, but I don't remember which of the two games he fog of me That's on. That's fair. Also, it's been a week and you played a million games that day. So There's a lot of games that day. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, 
Yeah. So there are counters. Sure. Uh, but you also have to draw them and you have to build towards them. And yeah. Right. Right. You kind of have to plan for that as a counter and that not necessarily going to be a good deck to play against somebody else <laughs> if exactly. you're doing that. Right. So. Exactly. And with two, when two weeks out, multi-mission gear got banned and it was like, oh, cool. Now I don't have to worry about these combo daring escape decks. And then you showed up with one. Like, well, okay, <laughs> great. Like... What? All right. But wait, you do. Yeah. Even, so even the people that said you don't need to prepare for it were running turbo board in their sideboard. So if you yeah. look at the winner's deck, he actually was General Optimus Prime and two five-star characters, mm-hmm. and his sideboard was turbo board. So he would have switched. <laughs> if he would have faced me, he would have switched to uh, the new uh, big 15-star General Optimus Prime mm-hmm. and turbo board. That would have been his lineup <laughs> against me. And I'm pretty sure I still would have won. Um because that slows the deck down so much that mm-hmm. I just have infinite time, basically. Um, so people, even though people thought that they didn't need to prepare for it, they weren't so sure <laughs> that they didn't yeah. stop <laughs> right. in the cards to handle it. <laughs> right. And then I bring the, the deck. Well, Triple War is just a fun card anyway. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. He is, uh, I think people sleep on him a lot. Um, yeah. I built a deck that actually uses him primarily. Um, and his upgrade, his when he becomes the hoverboard, yeah. um, he is very powerful. Yeah. You get free plays. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. building a spinster deck that has him in it. I Those two are kind of like, okay, these are the two I'm basing on. We'll see who else fits in this and where it goes. Yeah. But, like, yeah, man, it's a good card. It would be really cool to do uh, spinster turbo board um, uh, lionizer since he gives you bold. So you flip more yeah, cards to that's, see, right? That's, oh, one, yeah. that's one of the ones I have in my side to, like, next time I go play, I'm going to try this one out a little bit and see what yeah, happens should here. should be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And then a couple other star cards are like, eh, maybe I'll use this guy instead and throw a star card. Yeah, we'll see how it works. Yeah. But Awesome. Yeah. Experiment and iterate, right? Yeah, that's, exactly. I mean, that's, oh, how you, that's... that's how you get to the deck Blaine built. Blaine just had a very concentrated time being on a uh, train for four days. Yeah, I was on a train for four <laughs> days. It was like eight hours a day, just solitaring, practicing, like changing cards into the deck, seeing how it worked, um, just going over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of work, <laughs> fun work. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, that is, you know, eight hours a day. I mean, that's that's your job, right? That's... <laughs> yeah, right. Um, even if it's broken up, even if you do like four hours and then take a break to go to the, the lunch cart, I don't even know. Was it a train that had a yeah, lunch cart? Yeah, I'm actually curious or? to ask you more about this train, too. Like, <laughs> I, I, I want to know more about the tournament, but I'm curious, like, a lot of people haven't never ridden a train before. You went across the country on a train. I did. It was uh, two trains, but yeah, uh, it was it was an interesting experience. Man. I've never been on one either. Uh, my girlfriend... Um, had a goal this year to not travel on plane at all. Um, huh. And so she's done a few train trips this year and kind of planned out the whole thing for us. Okay. Um, the, I would say, so there was two different experiences because there was two different trains. Mm-hmm. Um, the train from Maricopa, Arizona to um, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana was great, especially on the way there. The staff was friendly and awesome. Uh, the dining car there was a dining car and an observation car and the dining car uh the staff was very friendly very awesome like would give you like refills on your drinks between meals and stuff which i guess they're not supposed to do i don't know <laughs> okay um and well as we found out on the way back which they would not do it mm. um 
and the there was like commentary from like one of the employees on the train. He would like come on, tell us jokes, tell us about the like the scenery and things like this. Okay. Tell us when we were crossing borders, all this stuff. It was very fun. It was great. That part of the trip was like the highlight. Was from uh, from Arizona to New Orleans. And um, then we got on a single – this was also a double-decker train. Oh, wow. And we had a sleep-in car. So we would – we had bunk beds in our in our car and we could sit there and be in peace. Um, or we could go to the observation car and, like, be in public. Yeah. And then we had bunk beds that we slept on at night. Um, and then we got onto a single-level car that went on the East Coast. And they've – I guess Amtrak has – changed these cars quite a bit. Okay. Um, the There's no more meal service. Instead, you order um, basically TV dinner, microwave meals. Mm. Um, and there's only five options. And on the way back, they ran out of three of them. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> so you better like that Asian noodle bowl. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough uh, on to the East Coast. It was I would not do that again. Um, but the the... West Coast train was was really cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, and was it was it Amtrak both sides or was it? Yeah, it was yeah. Amtrak. Okay. Um, we actually thought that we were going to be on the same train and that they were going to disconnect our car and reconnect it. Um, we were misinformed, and so we actually had to spend the night in New Orleans on both ways of the trip. So um, on the way there, we we just like. That same day that we were going to get there, we just booked a hotel. Mm. Um, and the same thing on the way back. We just booked a hotel. And um, I would have liked to stay on the train. Um, if we were to do it again, we would probably take the West Coast train up to Chicago and then do a, a switch over and only take a one-day trip yeah. to um, Philly, right? So that okay. one would have been quicker. Instead that way we would up the East Coast, just go yeah. straight line. That way yeah. we wouldn't have a night on that train. Yeah. So you'd eat like one meal on it and that would probably be fine because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, eating, th- it was like three or four meals on that train was not great. Yeah. That's um, fair. Yeah. Hey, uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but we're running out of time on our yeah, yeah, broadcast yeah, yeah. thing. Um, I'm going to say, hey, if you're listening to this, you want to hear more of Blaine's story, download our episode. And if you're listening to download, if you're listening to us live on voiceamerica.com, check us out on social media at Atomic Monsoon. Um, check out Wreck and Rule. Check out Transformers TCG on Facebook, Transformers Trading Card Game on Facebook. You can find Blaine's articles there. Um, and if you are listening on the download, then keep listening. And if you want to hear the rest of this, download the episode. Awesome. <laughs> Did you get to see, uh, was, it, was it nice getting to see the countryside and everything while you were traveling on the train? Like, did you have a good view of that when you weren't nose deep in your cards? So, so that, yeah. So it was a whole new experience on the way back because yeah. I actually got to see countryside okay. and sunsets. <laughs> nice. And yeah, uh, like I definitely did not look up or like I had blinders on while practicing on the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a d- definitely a different experience yeah. on the way back. And even though I was writing articles and stuff, it wasn't taking me too much time to like. Sure knock one of those out in the morning and then kind of just kind of relax and yeah. watch outside and all this stuff. Yeah, you can put your feet up while you're typing and look out the window uh, exactly. every once in a while. Like. <laughs> Come back and review it after I, I get to look outside yeah. and all this stuff. It was it was a much different experience on the way back. Um, I, I liked it a lot. Um, the countryside is so different. Like the train mm-hmm. goes through so many like rural areas and just like nothing. Yeah. Um, your phone, will, you'll be like, oh, I have LTE. Oh, nope. <laughs> no more, no more internet. Uh, I guess I'm uh, twiddling my thumbs and watching outside. But yeah, it was. 
I would definitely do one of those double deckers again. Yeah. Um, it'll, okay. I'll probably take a break because it was <laughs> by the end of the trip, it was just so much. We were yeah, like, sure. all of yesterday, we were like counting down the hours. We're like, oh, oh no. we're going to be home soon. We're going to be off this train soon. It's a lot. I mean, yeah, because it's nonstop from here all the way to you went to New Orleans for on the double decker, right? So, so it's technically, I mean, it's not nonstop. They do stop and they let you off to stretch your legs oh, and stop at certain okay. places. I didn't just because I was anxious about it because you have to stay pretty close. Yeah, they'll like blow the horn. You have to get back on things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they also do a longer stop somewhere. So, like, they stopped for three hours or so in San Antonio, okay. uh, Texas. But that was, like, late at night. So I was asleep. Uh, my girlfriend got off and, like, wandered around, tried to find a store to buy some stuff. But everything was closed because it was pretty late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they – it's – yeah, it's it's not technically nonstop, right? Yeah. Like you can you right. can do those sorts of things. And if you do one of the like, if we would have done the more overnight thing, like if we would have gone to Chicago, we would have had even more hours in between mm-hmm. where they would have been stopped because they don't start leaving until early the next morning. Okay. So you can like go out, like see the city a little have bit, out in the town. Ha- yeah, thing. go to dinner, mm-hmm. get a drink, and nice then come thing. back and sleep on the train. Yeah. That was what we thought we were doing in New Orleans. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> not correct. quite that though. Um, Fair enough. But I will say I appreciated grabbing a hotel because I felt uncomfortable with, like, the showers and stuff on the train. I didn't use them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, no, I – so I uh, – back in, in Y2K, back in the year 2000, uh, Bunny and I took a, um, a Greyhound bus from Phoenix to Los Angeles uh, to go to WrestleMania. And um, the guy sitting behind us – so the bus went up to um, – Blythe, which is a small city on the Arizona California border, and on the way up, uh, and we had like a like a half hour, maybe an hour break there, so we could kind of get up, stretch our legs, go grab some food. But it was the middle of the night because we did the overnight train, so there wasn't a lot to do because everything was pretty closed. Um, but on the way up there, the guy behind us uh, was going from Miami to Seattle, and he'd already been on the bus for about four or five days, oh. and there are no showers on those buses. So he smelled like he had been on the bus for four or five days. He was a nice guy. He just was stuck, stuck on, a, on bus, a bus for four right? days. Um, because it was cheaper than taking a flight. It was going to take longer, but it was so much cheaper. And he, I guess, could take the time off work or whatever. I don't know his situation. Um, so we made sure after we got back on the bus on Blythe that we sat as far away from him as possible. And then I got about three and a half hours of sleep that night. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand not trusting the shower on the trains, but also it's good you guys had your own car. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, so we only had one overnight on either train, right? Okay. So, okay. Uh, and I showered every – like I showered at the hotel when we got to New Orleans. Yeah. And then I showered – like immediately when we got to PAX. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> like, so one day's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I mean I mean, if I were doing a two nighter, I would have just sucked it up and I would have yeah. showered. Yeah. Um but yeah. Oh, the other weird thing about the single level trains is the toilet is in the room. Like oh. in the bedroom? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so like you- a prison cell? Yeah. So, like, one of you <laughs> sleeping in the bed, the other one's popping a squat? Yep. Oh, that's exciting. That's awkward. That's a new level of intimacy you guys may or may not have been ready for. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can always get up and go somewhere else. But it was Yeah, you very... all over the middle of the night. Oh, uh-huh. hi. <laughs> it, was, it was a strange, strange experience. Sure. Um, yeah. 
we we had a forewarning because we were talking to somebody on the the double decker train, okay. which did not have that. At, Sure. It. Yeah. Um, and they were like, just be ready. There's a toilet in the thing. <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. Which makes way more sense if you have the bigger room because it's not actually next, right, like right next to a seat. Okay. Um, it's like on the other side of the room when you have your bench seat. Okay. Like main. Um, but it is, those single level trains are so strange. Yeah. I so believe strange. it. Yeah. I, it's something I've always wanted to do is take a, train from one side of the country to the other. It's just not an opportunity I've actually had before. So I was interested to see how, how your experience with that went. Um, but so I know we're over time now, so let's just get – what was your overall thoughts on the tournament and just your experience at PAX? What was your, your you know your general consensus at the end of it? Um, my general consensus is that it was really intense. It was something that I think a lot of the Transformers, even though it was the best – of the best Transformers players from the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that a lot of people were were prepped for. Okay. Um, there are some people that came that were like professional magic players or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there was also a lot of people who this is like their first TCG or maybe their second after they played Pokemon as a child or something, right? Yeah. Like, right. Um, and so they weren't ready for the. It was a grueling 14-hour day on Saturday. Oof. Wow. Um, I got there at around 9... Um, People started trickling in around 9.30. Actually, maybe I was there around 9.30. Um, and we didn't leave until 11 o'clock that night. Wow. Um, That's a long day. It's It was intense. Yeah. Um, so for first-timers, be prepared, bring some dodos. <laughs> I hope that they reevaluate. Um, there's been a okay. lot of discussion about breaking it up, maybe mm-hmm. doing sealed one day and constructed one day or something like that. Yeah. Um, they could have really shortened the day if they would have um, – maybe done a top 16 cut, but then moved only the sealed portion to the top 16. So, like, maybe your oh, okay. top – or even cut to the top 32 like they did at Gen Con, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe then you you play seven rounds of seal or of constructed on the first day, which goes eight or nine hours, right, with the breaks right. and, the, and the time in between. Um, and then cut to top 32 and make everybody play their sealed first thing in the morning, right? Yeah. And then okay. you play sealed top six or top 32, top 16, top eight. And then, and then top, top four eight. is your uh, constructed, constructed again or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Like they, there's definitely something that they can um, – things that they could change, things they could reevaluate. I would have loved mm-hmm. to see a top 16 or top 32. I know time was an issue because yeah. they had to – they were like hard out at like 6 p.m., uh, and the convention center. Okay. Right. And I think they went until like 4.30 or something. So um, possibly venue differences and things like that may, might make a change to the, the timing of the tournament and what they're able to do that. For sure. As well. For sure. Um, and who knows? Maybe they'll do stuff on Friday instead of only Saturday, Sunday, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot of options they have. Um, is it a three-day convention or a four-day convention? That was only it was only a three-day convention. Okay, so that's yeah. going to play a factor in it too, right? Because if yeah. it was a four-day, yeah, you can do your last chances Thursday, and then you can do you can split up your your first couple, first several rounds on Friday and Saturday, and do your top eight on Sunday. But when yeah, you only have three days, and one of them has to be last chance qualifiers. Like, well, good luck on Saturday, everyone. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so some something else you could probably do would be to um, somehow incorporate buys in. Um, mm. so that you could run some rounds. So, like, say you did, like, first two rounds of buys or something, mm-hmm. um, and you could somehow accumulate those throughout the, the season. Um, you could run two rounds on Friday f- 
for people that don't have buys, and that would okay. actually like knock people out essentially, right? If you owe mm. two on the first day, you're pro- yeah. you're probably not going to play the second day, <laughs> right? Right. Um, and then and then the people that had buys don't need to play that day, right? So okay. that they get some sort of advantage going into the next day, right? Um, I don't know. There's there's a whole bunch of options. Wizards has a lot of experience with this. So right. I think that um, they will probably be reevaluating or or at least evaluating what they thought worked and didn't uh-huh. work. Yeah. Um, and maybe adjusting going forward. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm definitely used to the 14 hour thing. I, in my other trading card games that I've played sort of competitively. Right. Um, we've definitely had those really long days. Um, this was probably at the, the longer end of the ones that I've done. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I will say that when I could have a, a, a drink after uh, the tournament, uh-huh. um, we were we were sitting there. We were ordered food and and some drinks at the bar afterwards at like 11 p.m. at night. Right, that's when it ended. Mm-hmm. And at the end of dinner, like I was like, "Oh, I don't need to play tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> and everybody looked at me and like, "Yeah, you didn't make." I was like, "No, but I forgot that I can have another beer." <laughs> <laughs> So tired, you completely missed out. Oh, I get another beer. That sounds about right, That's man. That's awesome. <laughs> so I was actually very excited to not have to play. Yeah. I was sad that I didn't make the I, that I didn't make the top eight, that I missed out on some money, but um, I was very happy that I didn't have to Stressful play day, that next day. Got to have that extra beer. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, positive experience. It was. Yeah, I was and very happy. Everybody in Transformers is awesome. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of negative experiences on the group um, over the last few days. <laughs> sure. Uh, on the Transformers Facebook group, but they are trying to like the moderators are trying to to be able to calm down. Like, yeah. Like people are accusing me of like trying to um, sway or persuade or. Or manipulate the the meta or the the, the play group by posting deck techs and things like mm-hmm. that I did because I posted about my combo deck in the form that Andy actually tried right um, on Tuesday mm-hmm. okay so it was going it was, up so it was the Tuesday of the uh, yeah while I was heading there which yeah. was was it the Tuesday it was a couple days before the event no it must have been the Monday because. Okay. Um, it was my birthday. Oh. So I put out the article on my birthday, and I aborted the train on my birthday. So it must have been that Monday. Happy birthday. Thank yeah, you. happy birthday, man. Uh, birthday present to the community. <laughs> um, and then people just over the last couple of days were were um, claiming that I was like you being post, malicious or right, something. You posted a bad version of the deck and then played a better version. Yeah. Which, okay, even if you did, they, hey, I'm playing, I'm probably playing this deck, guys. Get ready for it. Also, it's three, four days out. Like, what are you going to do? Not try and make it better? I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the – well, and this is why I wrote the, the making of article, right? Okay. Because I could, I'm like, hey, this is where I started and that's what I posted. That's what I started with. Mm-hmm. And these are the steps I took. Like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to make these tweaks, make these changes, see the play patterns, yeah. see the things that I saw – and result in resulted in me playing a, a better version of the deck. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but I invited people out on Thursday to test against it. Right. I played it in the Transformers area. Like I didn't even go to the free play area. I played it in the Transformers area of the tournament or like of packs mm-hmm. on publicly Friday. on yeah. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and because I, I at that point I still wasn't comfortable saying I was going to play it. 
Sure. Like yeah. I had, I had all of my cards with me, and I was planning to play my aggro deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and aggro decks did very well in the tournament. Yeah, by they the did. way, there was an aggro um, airstrike patrol, mm-hmm. which hit so hard. Um, there was an insecticon deck in the top four. Yeah, there was. Um, which took a lot of inspiration from my uh, Gen Con version. Still, I mean, <laughs> so <laughs> like, I'm but, saying like yeah. this is like aggro decks still would have done perfectly fine if I would have chose that deck. I probably still would have done really well mm-hmm. um and the funny thing is is my aggro deck that i was going to play was a variant on the other mini deck tech that i posted on the facebook group so so either way it would have been <laughs> I, you posted a bad version and played a good version yeah. so when i when i, when <laughs> I started How dare writing, you tweak your deck <laughs> when i started writing those mini deck techs i was like well i'll just post things that we're finding in playtesting that are good that people should be aware of Okay. Um, not necessarily in the idea that I would play the decks that I wrote about. Sure. Um, just things that was in our kind of matrix. When you, when you when you test for a big event, mm-hmm. you build like this matrix of decks that you think people might bring, right? Right. And so if I find a good aggro deck, I'm going to put that in our matrix. And so I started writing this um, these mini deck decks about those that matrix. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote about my uh, minivans, which is Off-Road Patrol and General Optimus mm-hmm. um, aggro deck and why it was good and why I thought it was good. And then work happened, life happened, and I didn't have time to write any more articles. And so then on my birthday, I was like, I'm going to write an article about the combo deck because Andy and I just played it on Sunday and it's good. And so I wrote it on Monday and I put it out. <laughs> and then literally the old – so I only wrote two mini deck decks. And the only two mini deck decks I wrote were the two decks that I planned on playing. (laughs) I'm very bad at trying to hide my my decks. Right. And I'm being malicious to the community. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, here's here's a way you can build this deck. It's an interesting combination that you can have. Like, play with it. By the way, you're malicious by showing us this. Also, by the way, you didn't win at PAX. Right? Like, not not to disparage you, but like, hey, if you're mad at Blaine for building a deck and then making a better version, guess what? His other version still didn't win him the tournament. Well, isn't that kind right? of what the, the tech articles you're writing are about? So you can show people, hey, this is what I'm doing. Play with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. have fun. Like, here's something yeah. I figured out. Try it out for yourself. Like, Well, and, and the goal is always to release something that's maybe not perfectly refined, right? Yeah. So especially in the terms of a mini deck tech, that this concept that I put together, I even have this like blurb at the beginning that explains why I'm doing it and why I think public knowledge of this and uh, can lead to better metagame, better knowledge from the community and, and actually iterations on the deck, right? Yeah. Um, n- nobody <laughs> has – so nobody has given me any – feedback on changes I should make. So okay. even though I'm putting it out there as a, hey, let's have a collaboration, let's yeah. let's improve these decks, mm-hmm. I've not had that collaboration back yet. Okay. Um, and so being accused that I'm like being malicious feels really bad because You say right at the beginning, I hey, want this help. isn't perfect. Yeah, yeah. I want I want us to iterate. Yeah. And then when I iterate, people are like, you held this back from us. I didn't. I just iterated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know. To me, it would be weird for somebody to put exactly 100% what's going into their tournament deck. You know, like, yeah, I mean, ex- I totally expect would. every um, single card that I'm putting here in my final tournament deck. Like, right. Like, the fact that you even posted a version of it, like, three days before the tournament, like, hey, everyone, get ready. Something like this is coming. Like, that's that's a lot of stuff for that's, that, that gives all of your opponents all of, a potential advantage over you. Yep. Right. And <laughs> then you still went undefeated and constructed. But, like, 
I don't know. Like, I, that's not something I would have done. I would have waited until afterwards and been like, hey, guys, I placed here, and here's the deck I played, right? But also, yeah, I am going to hold things back from the community right before I enter a giant tournament, right? You didn't do that. So anyone getting mad at you, like, hey, anyone that has a problem with you, that's their problem, not your problem, as far as I'm concerned. You know, and I don't I don't know any of these people personally. I don't mean to speak ill of, of strangers on the internet, right? But at a certain point, like, hey man, are you mad that Blaine plays this game and is good at it? Or are you mad that like I don't know what you're mad about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it like I said, it just feels a little bad. I, yeah. I didn't do anything malicious uh, of in malicious intent or in any sort of fashion like that. I just wanted it to be a known that the deck still existed and still Right still a decent deck that people should be planning for and pl- to, to play against right. um, because that's what I was planning to do, right? I was planning to play against it and plan to, to beat it. Uh-huh. Um, the problem became that I didn't know uh, how... I couldn't come up with a consistent way to beat it. So, right. <laughs> so that's why I played it. Um, if you can't beat them, join them, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I, I don't know. I And... To, that being said, like if I would have had the time to write the articles that I wrote mm-hmm. uh, and that are getting released right now, if I would have had the time to write those before uh, the tournament, mm-hmm. I would have put them out. I don't, I don't yeah. care yeah. that much. Um, like I'm going to be at um, um, PPG Vegas tomorrow, oh, that's and I'm going right. to play the deck, and all <laughs> the articles are out, so everybody knows everything about it right now. Um, so wait, let's go over this real quick. You just spent a week on a train, played at PAX, spent a week on a train, came back to Phoenix, you're here for a day, and now you're going up to Vegas to play again tomorrow. Yeah, I'm a crazy person. Okay. Um, <laughs> passionate. Passion's the right word. Yeah. I was So PPG streams their top uh, eight. Yeah. And um, my deck wasn't streamed. I mean, it, there's right. a video from Wreck and Rule now, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't streamed like... The Wreck and Rule game was very straightforward. This is my game plan. I'm going to execute it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't account for any sort of counterplay or people trying to hinder me, right? Right. So a top eight would be a very different gameplay and would sure. show the skill in, that it takes to play the deck. Right. Um, so I would really like to be featured on a stream and show that that can be done, right? Okay. Um, that being so, – so that's kind of the reason that I want to go do it. Okay. Um, also, by putting out all the articles, putting out the video, showing everybody how this is done, mm-hmm. now I'm going to have a really hard time tomorrow, which excites me. <laughs> it really excites <laughs> it'll, me. Well, it'll be more of a challenge, right? Yeah. 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 There, there's some really interesting counterplays that you can make with that deck um, that uh, you have to be, not to toot my own horn, but pretty good to sure. to see those things and to make those plays. Um, and I want to prove that even with people gunning for the deck that I can uh, that I can still beat them. Yeah. yeah. Also, hey, wouldn't it be good if someone did come up with, like, for, wouldn't it be good for the game if someone came up with a, a solid counter for your deck that was still a solid deck otherwise? Yes, that's right? what I want. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's kind of the point of putting out the article in the first place, right? Is to, like, hey, how can I make this deck better? And, hey, how can you build something that's going to be mm-hmm. good against this deck? Yeah, I... I that's what I want. Yeah. So that this is this is my kind of my mission for the rest. Now that I've built this deck, mm-hmm. um, and maybe there can be it can be tweaked and made a little better here or there, maybe made even more consistent, which mm-hmm. would be scary. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but if if 
it's my goal in the for the rest of wave four because we won't hear something until probably after Christmas about wave five. Yeah. yeah. Um, We've heard a couple things, but nothing definitive. Like, hey, it's going to be a throwback set. It won't be, you know, Earthrise. And uh, maybe John Shork will leak something before New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So, so cross my fingers for a pretender. That's fair. <laughs> so my, my goal for the rest of the way four, because I'll be bored, right? If if this is the deck and can't be beats, I'll get bored. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, it's my goal to build something that beats this deck um, consistently. That's fair. And um, I have some ideas. Um, actually, one of the weirdest games I played with this deck um, was against Drew Nalesco. We did a gunslinging game on Friday. Because mm-hmm. um, I was so like, "So what is gunslinging?" Uh, gunslinging is just basically one of the game designers um, or like a wizard's employee playing a deck against you. Okay. Um, and then uh, you get like a reward. So oh, I got I, okay. when I uh, when we played, he gave me um, a random pack that was the 2019 convention pack. So the oh cool the um, the omnibots, omnibots? yeah. yeah. Um, so that's like a gunslinging game. They'll often do that at conventions. So mm-hmm. You can just go up to them and be like, "Hey, will you, do you have time for a gunslinging game?" And, okay, that's um, cool. So he played. Uh, he actually played uh, Optimus Nemesis against me because he wanted to use the uh, the Energon uh, edition cards. Oh, sure, me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and his deck actually disrupted me very heavily. I still ended up winning the game. Okay, um, but did you win on turn three? No. Did you win on turn four? No. Did you win on turn five? It was like five or six, I think. Okay. Um, Still, though. Yeah. Yeah, so... But, I mean, that that's good evidence, though, right? If he, if he can bring you to game, round five or six, yeah. like, a lot of games end on round five or six. Yes. Yeah. Right? So that's... Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's, a, it's an interesting starting point, right? Uh-huh. The, this idea that, like... Um, Optimus Prime Battlefield Legend is still so powerful that he can actually disrupt my deck, right? Yeah. Um, he can attack first turn. He can flip a security checkpoint and security checkpoint me first turn. Yeah. Uh, or any other sort of disruption that's in the deck. Um, he can keep getting back disruption by flipping down. Yeah. And going and picking up uh, an action. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it, he's a very interesting uh, like centerpiece to a, a deck that might counter mine. Um, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what his teammates are. I sure. don't know, especially to make it competitive in the rest of the right. The but it's a good starting meta. point. It's an interesting starting yeah. point. Also, um, Battlefield Legend Optimus Prime was in one of the top two decks at PAX, right? It was it was sideboarded. Okay, right? okay, yeah, um, but still part of one of the the builds. Yeah, there was right? uh, the top two were the it was the, the Galaxy big, Optimus, big Galaxy, yeah. yeah. Optimus, and then there was the uh, it was an aggro uh, secret sentinels deck, right? So it was the oh, right. it was the op, uh, general Optimus eleven star yeah. that gives everybody bold, and then it was the two sentinels that have bold on them, yeah, probably. So they hit right. really hard, yeah. Um, and, and then, then sideboarded out the sentinels for uh, battlefield legend Optimus yep. rather than sideboarding out the general Optimus for the sentinel Optimus, even the full sentinel team. Correct. Yeah. Right. So he that was the variant. So it wasn't secret sentinels because it doesn't switch into sentinels. Right. Instead, it switches into battlefield legend, become a two tall aggro deck. Right. Um, which uh, was super cool deck. I really liked that. It was so much fun watching the stream of that and watching. Um, I, I want to say it was Matt Smith and uh, the uh, I think Scott from Vector Sigma. Scott, uh, Scott Landis, John Landis. Was that in the finals? No, the semifinals. Semifinals, The yeah. semifinals, they were like, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't know why he's doing this. He's going to lose this game. And then he won two games straight and ended up taking the round and going to the top two. Wow. Right? Going to finals. And like they were like, oh, 
well, damn, we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so, so so like a lot of those um, interesting decisions, you need to have a ton of playtesting, right? Yeah. So like he probably tested his deck against every variant. He knew what that matchup looked like. He, right. I didn't have that luxury. <laughs> right. With like my work had me traveling two months out of November or two two weeks out of November. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically came back and played in our Friday tournaments and then didn't get a test at all. Right. Um, so I didn't have a lot of those matchups. So I was really fortunate to be playing a deck that is that was very powerful and that I could kind of adjust on the fly mm-hmm. to like a certain win condition mm-hmm. or to because I wouldn't have even known if I was playing a three-wide aggro does shrink it to two with Optimus Prime Battle right. Collection or whatever. Yeah. Um, you need to have a lot of games under your belt to yeah. know those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, congratulations, Blaine. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you being on the show today uh, yeah. and giving us the report from Peck, especially with you having to leave tomorrow to go to another tournament. <laughs> Crazy man, crazy man. But yeah. we really appreciate you being here and uh, just giving us all the, the information. And it's uh, it's always fun to have you. We appreciate it. And mm-hmm. always fun to talk Transformers TCG. Yes. I know yes. we talk it a lot. But. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> For our audience that doesn't care, I'm sorry that we keep talking about this game. But it is a big thing in our lives. It is a yeah. big thing in pop culture right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and with, uh, you know, tabletop gaming getting such a huge resurgence right now. Right. It's... it's it's a lot of fun, and it's something that, that a lot of people are looking at. Yeah, so yeah. I promise, I'm happy about I it. I promise we're going to slow down. There probably won't be any Transformers talk uh, until the next set comes out, um, unless some other big event happens that you do really well at playing. So, uh, <laughs> so P- this is the last uh, PBG uh, in, like invitational qualifier thing, right? Um, but then it, the event happens in January, so oh. um, there'll be a there'll be a big ish. Uh-huh. Transformers event in January, but other than that, we probably won't hear any like big news or anything until um, we start getting spoilers for the next set. Right. All right. right. Yeah. So uh, for our audience, you can we, we'll take a break, <laughs> and then when the new set comes out sometime in the spring, we'll probably have Blaine and Drew back on. Maybe at the same time. Maybe we can Ooh. work that out. Yeah. That'd uh, be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see how Let's it goes. See what kind of magic we can pull. <laughs> Magic's a different game. Oh, oh that's true. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Same company. Same different company, game. though. Yeah. Different game. All right. So we're going to roll out, guys. Thank you for joining us today. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, Atomic Monsoon on Twitter and Facebook, Atomic underscore Monsoon on Instagram, uh, AtomicMonsoon.com, uh, AtomicMonsoon at gmail.com if you want to email us. Um, and we will be back next week. Oh, and find us on your favorite podcatcher and give us five stars. Yeah. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Google or, or iHeartRadio, we're on there now. And, and even if you want to ignore the Transformers episodes that we do, please subscribe on iTunes. Yeah. 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 That would be it great. It always helps us out. Yes. But until next time, everybody, have a good night. Take care. Bye.